Have you paid your dues at work? And are you mentally ready to retire? But the question is, do you have enough money in the bank and financial security in order to do so? Well, according to Newsweek, 21% of Americans say that they have nothing safe for retirement. And 35% of millennials admit that they don't know how much to save at all. James Connell is a certified financial planner and the founder of Root Financial Partners, a financial planning firm dedicated to helping people navigate the transition from their working years into a confident and meaningful retirement. He's also the host of the Ready for Retirement podcast, which is dedicated to providing tips and strategies for people to enter retirement with confidence and with pride, and to put them on a solid financial footing for the rest of their life. Connell joined me this week to talk everything retirement and how we can use it to propel ourselves to a successful remainder of our lives. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. So, James, if you're ready, I'll welcome you to the program, and I'm excited to be with you today to talk about on how you can uh, successfully uh, transition to retirement. Great to be with you this afternoon, and thank you so very much for being here. Well, thank you for having me, Kevin. I love talking about it, so looking forward to this conversation. Absolutely. Now, James, you tell me that there uh, are ways that we can build a successful infrastructure in order to retire uh, a proper, properly or with grace. So I'm wondering if you can dive into that for me this afternoon. Of course. Well, I, I, think, um, I think there's this sense that the, the way we treat money is different than the way we treat the rest of life. But I think one thing I found is, is money is no different than every other aspect of our life where if we're trying to create a successful retirement, trying to create a secure retirement, it starts with understanding what does that look like for you? You know, what do you want to be doing? When do you want to be able to retire? What creating a real vision for the future so that you can get an understanding of what is the income? What is it that I need to create at that time? And then simply work backwards. So like anything in life, it's starting with end in mind. Where do I want to be in the future? What do I want my lifestyle to look like? What do I want to be able to accomplish? And then really coming up with a plan to say, how am I going to get there? Is it through saving to my 401k? Is it through investing in real estate? Is it through investing in something different? Uh, but really, it starts with understanding what is the envisioned outcome or desired future that we're trying to create here. 
And once you make that uh, determination that you're uh, thinking about retirement or planning towards it, how do you think your financial uh, decisions or commitments uh, change in preparation for retirement? Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's I think there's a bunch of ways in which that happens, but everything in life is just a trade-off. You know, the as, as we think about retiring. Um, what are we going to need to do to retire? Well, we need somewhere that's going to create income for us because we're probably not working anymore. So where's that income going to come from? It's going to come from you investing and putting your money to work for you so that that money can grow, be worth more money in the future and create more income for you at that time. So it's just a trade-off. It's what changes when you start to think about saving for retirement. Well, instead of spending 100% of what comes in, we have to make sure that we're setting a portion of it aside so that it can be working for us. So it's just understanding the trade-offs of how much do I need to set aside for future goals and long-term goals? How much do I need to set aside for short to medium-term goals? And how much am I able to have just to, to pay for today, to put food on the table today, to pay for housing today, whatever that might be. But it's understanding the trade-offs involved with that um, so that you can make sure that your money is going to the right place to work for you. What are the keys to ensuring that you can retire with confidence? Connell provides this response and equips it with a roadmap to this very question. Let's, it's, um, there's this sense, retirement's hard. And, and the reason for that is people ask me, why is it that we've learned about calculus and trigonometry and the atomic table and, and some of these things that I might never use in life unless I'm very specific career path but I was never taught about retirement and money and basic financial management skills. And the reason for that is retirement, is a, it's a very new concept. You know, mathematics and history and English and all these things were taught through school. These have been developed over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, whereas retirement is a fairly new concept. Up until about 100 years ago, no one really retired. You were born, you worked, you died, and that was just kind of the cycle of life. It wasn't until within the last, call it, century or so that human prosperity had developed to this point that you could even think about retiring. And so because of that, it's this blessing in the sense that you don't have to just do nothing but work your whole life. But the downside of that is we're not really equipped. We don't really have a lot of the right tools to be able to understand how to even begin thinking about it. So what you can do, it's... It's not for lack of information. If you Google or if you turn on the TV or if you do whatever, you see all these talking heads talking about invest in this, do that, do this, do this, that, and the other thing. Thankfully, it's never been easier, I would say, to invest. You know, investing used to be something that unless you were incredibly wealthy or had connections, it might be difficult to get into the right thing. Today, anyone can go open an account and start investing and start putting their money to work for them with no minimums but there's so much information and it's hard to discern what's noise and what's actually substantial. So I think that, you know, I, I would like to say I'm biased, of course, um, tuning in to, to great resources, whether they're podcasts or blogs or books. Um, you know, I have a podcast called Ready for Retirement that tries to teach in very practical, fundamental terms, what are the things that you need to do to retire? But it's really just equipping yourself with the right knowledge to begin doing the right things um, and, and really just starting to absorb everything that needs to be absorbed to, to, to move forward with that. So sorry, I know mean, I'm going off on a tangent a little bit, but it kind of, it's a simple question you asked, but I think it has 
some tangential implications as you start to think through that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just building on that, I'm also curious to get your your, your, your thoughts on, on how do we make sound financial decisions based on facts rather than ma- make, making them off of the pure emotion? Yeah, it's, uh, I think you touched on the maybe most important piece, Kevin, is as much as we felt like to think that we're rational people and make rational decisions, we're all very emotional people, especially with money and finances. As you invest and you see ups and downs and um, craziness in the markets and craziness on the headlines. So it comes down to having, um, again, I'm biased because I am a financial planner. This is what I help clients to do. But part of the value that that, that offers to clients is having the perspective of when you're investing and the stock market drops 30% or 40%. If you don't know what you're invested in or having that sense of where, where you're starting from, you have no idea. Is this good? Is this bad? Is this just a normal occurrence in, in what happens in the stock market? So it, it takes perspective. And now perspective can be self-taught of understanding the ups and downs in the stock market along the way. Or perspective can come with working with a professional or having some resource that you follow um, that helps to be, helps people make those grounded, intentional decisions and not get swayed by the emotional ups and downs that are inevitable when you look at the news or anything else like that. Yeah, and I'm fascinated to ask you about uh, if someone retires and they want to make uh, a, a purchase that they've been waiting all of their lives to make versus having enough uh, financial wherewithal or discipline in order to uh, make it through the rest of their lives. How do we balance the, the, the urge to want to fulfill, I guess, urgency desires that we've always had and we work our life towards versus having a sound financial uh, foundation for the future? Yeah, it's a good question. I think um, a perspective that people have on financial planning and retirement planning is, oh gosh, I can't spend anything. I can't do anything. All I can do is I, I have to save, save, save and prepare for the future and then I can enjoy it. And I actually encourage people to take the opposite approach. I shouldn't say opposite approach, a different approach where good financial planning isn't about uh, withholding all pleasure and joy from our spending in our financial lives today. Good financial planning is all about that balance that you're talking about, Kevin, of if I really want something, well, let's look at my different priorities. Maybe one of my priorities is retirement and I wanna make sure that I have enough money to retire one day. Another priority is maybe sending kids to college and another priority is buying a home. And another priority is, you know, you mentioned a big expense. Maybe I want a, a, a new car, a boat, or, you know, whatever it is. Well, I have to constantly, without a plan, it's very difficult to know, can I afford this? What is the trade-off and other things? But once you have a financial plan in place that shows you exactly how much you need to be saving or investing to be on track for retirement and on track for college, on track for that home purchase, once you have that in place, then it becomes very easy to say, okay, can I afford this big expense, this thing that I've always wanted without it impacting the amount I still have available to create income for me in retirement or without it impacting the amount I have available to me to purchase that home or send kids to college. So 
your question, it's, it's, a, it's very easy to do when you have that financial strategy in place. It's very difficult to do when you don't have that in place because you have, no, you have nothing to compare it to. It's like trying to build a home without a blueprint. Should this piece of concrete or this concrete slab go here, this piece of wood here? I have no idea. Unless the plan and the foundation is placed, it's really hard to, uh, to do things and get a sense of what's the implication going to be for what you're trying to build. And uh, you had mentioned earlier your podcast, Ready uh, for Retirement. So tell me all about the platform and the podcast and the, me the message you hope to deliver through it, Bonnet. Yeah, I, I, um, as I mentioned, it's, there's so much noise out there. As, as it's never been easier to invest and build wealth in some ways, but in other ways, it's never been harder because we've never been surrounded by so much noise and information, some of which is good, some of which is not good. So for my career, what I get to help people do is I get to help people who are getting ready to retire, develop those strategies, develop those plans, come up with a, a way to transition into retirement and not have to worry about outliving their money. And there's a lot that goes into that. And what I was seeing is as I'm working with all these different people trying to do this, the same questions come up again and again and again. And they're all really good questions. So what I wanted to do is say, okay, my myself can maybe only work with a limited number of clients but can I create a podcast that tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands and, and millions of people over time can tune into to see how a financial planner would approach very common questions that, that people in a similar stage of life face quite frequently. So whether it's how do I invest going into retirement or how should I collect social security or how do I reduce taxes in retirement or whatever it is, these are common questions that a lot of people have. And so by taking one question or one topic at a time and creating an entire episode around it, everyone's situation is going to be unique, but the, the framework that you're going to use to approach that question is going to be pretty similar over and over and over again. So that's what I hope to be able to put out there and have people get value from. I'm also wondering your thought on how people can make a successful financial adjustment. And what I written by that is once you retire and you're not making the amount of money that you did when you're working, how do you think people can make a successful transition to the retirement level of income that they now have to get used to? Yeah. Um, so there's the financial side and then there's a the non-financial side. To start with on the financial side, it starts with understanding when you do retire, how much income do you need coming in to be able to do the things that you want to do? So I'll go through an exercise with clients. Let's say you are retired today. So Kevin, let's say we hang up from this call today and you're completely retired. What is it that you want to be doing? And it's okay. Well, maybe there's travel goals or maybe there's these causes or charities that I really want to be able to financially support, or maybe there's just time with family and being able to do. So it's really getting a vision for that and coming up with how much income is needed to be able to support that. So in financial planning, there's some basic principles or some, some general rules that you follow to, to do that. Let's say um, you're not you're not of social security age yet, neither am I, but let's say you're of social security age, Kevin, where you could collect your retirement benefit. Well, let's say you need $60,000 per year to live on. And I'm just making up an, an example. Well, maybe your social security benefit covers 30,000 of that. So we say, okay, Kevin, you retire, half of your expenses are already covered just by social security. 
So what we need to do is we need to find a way to cover the remaining $30,000 of income for you to be able to keep doing what you want to do. Well, there's general rules, and I'll use a very simple one. There's something called the rule of 4%, which is if you have a portfolio, you can safely take out, if you follow the right rules, about 4% per year of that portfolio in income and be reasonably assured that that portfolio is going to last 30 plus years. You know, Because the goal is we don't want to take out too much and then outlive our money. So if we need to be able to generate another $30,000 per year from our portfolio, we need to work backwards and say, okay, that needs to represent 4%, the bigger amount. So if you have, and I'm just doing some basic math here, if you have $750,000 in your portfolio, that could safely, and I'm, and I'm going to use full disclosure on this, make sure that you're invested the right way and talking to your financial planner and, and all that stuff, but that $750,000 could generate the $30,000 per year to supplement Social Security to give you the income that you need to do everything you want to do in retirement. So that's the financial side. I will say though, it's once the financial side is met, Kevin, that's what everyone thinks the retirement is all about is how do I create enough money to do that? And it's absolutely a big thing. But once that is met, the bigger thing is not just are you there financially, but the purpose side of things, the meaning side, the enjoyment side, are you doing the things that you want to do that give you purpose and meaning and enjoyment? That's the next piece once you make sure that the finances are in order, of course. Well, James, if I could retire, I'm 32 now, and if I could uh, retire at 32, I would send you a bouquet of flowers there, buddy. That's uh, <laughs> like a winning game plan to retire at 32, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, if it's um, yeah. If to me, retirement means financial independence. It's it's not the hey, I want to sit around and do nothing with my time. But I think you're exactly right. Is could I have the financial independence? to do whatever I want to do, knowing that money's not an object with that. But yeah, that would be a wonderful thing. Absolutely. And James, I want to get to know you a little bit of, as a person. So tell me, what in life are you most grateful for, buddy? Oh, well, I have to say my wife, right? And not just have to say it. I love my <laughs> wife very much. Um, you know, building a business, doing what you're doing. There's, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And having that support and someone that uh, is your cheerleader when times are good and when times are hard is, is amazing. So I have a really incredible wife, Ashlyn, um, that is by far what I'm most grateful for. And uh, I'm assuming that your, your monthly budgets are, are uh, uh, spotless with you being <laughs> a financial planner, right? Yeah, you know what? She, we, in, in every marriage, there's... Um, someone else termed it the nerd and the free spirit and the nerd loves the numbers and the spreadsheets and everything and the free spirit is the one that um that can't stand that stuff and so you need the two to balance each other out and ashton is very much the free spirit where she wants to do this stuff and have the fun and i'm looking at the spreadsheets and the numbers so we provide a good balance to each other i would say well yeah she helps you live uh she helps you uh uh, let your hair down a little bit. Huh? That's exactly live, right. Live on the edge a little bit. Huh? That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> I always good. And tell me, what are two or three things people would be surprised to learn about you, buddy? Oh, man. Well, I mean, I'll go with the obvious right now. We're talking so much about retirement. I help people with retirement all day long. I think the surprising thing would be I don't ever want to retire. Um, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about, Kevin, is to me, retirement isn't the sense of being done. 
Retirement to me, more it, it's, it's financial independence is the correct term, is the way I like to think about it, of how do we get ourselves in a position where we are financially independent to pursue what's most important to us, family, faith, causes, uh, friendship, uh, travel, hobbies, whatever it might be. And to me, I am fortunate enough to be in a position where the work I get to do is also in many ways a hobby of mine. So I love getting to do what I what I do, um, not just the podcast, but the work I get to do for clients. And if I could retire today, or if I could have that financial independence today, I would probably do a lot of what I'm currently doing. Um, I might surf a little bit more. I might spend a little bit more time doing some some outside stuff too. But I, as much as I plan for retirement myself, I don't know if I'll ever want to do that. And who knows, things will maybe change in 20, 30 years. But um, that that's probably kind of an ironic twist on the work I do. And spend more time with your wife, right? You spend more time with my wife. That's right. <laughs> and I'm trying to get to broader points there, James. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'll make sure Ashlyn tunes in and, and hears this conversation. <laughs> absolutely. And then when she says that's that's a good boy, I want 10% of the commission. Okay, no. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, your your check will be in the mail. That's right. So tell me, James, I know that outside, you live in uh, California. So on Saturday office, what do you like to do for fun, Bob? We, we live, so we live in um, a city called Cardiff. Uh, Cardiff is North County, San Diego. And I, I think San Diego is the most amazing city in the world. And I think North County, San Diego is the best part of San Diego, where you get just amazing people. And it's such a, it's a very active little community. So people are surfing and biking and running and they're, it's just, it, you know, it's, it's, it fits our lifestyle very well. So I love going to the beach, whether it's just to hang out with Ashlyn and friends or whether it's to go surfing or whether it's just to go on walks up and down the beach. Um, we're surrounded by amazing restaurants and coffee shops. So our, our life, it's, it's nothing extraordinary from the outside, but it brings us a huge amount of joy and just being able to do the little things throughout the day here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Dave, they always tell people that everyone's portrait of success is different, right? Exactly. So, and I, I'm curious, Darren, uh, finally to ask you, uh, if you've given any uh, personal thought to your personal and professional legacy and how you want that to be defined. Yeah, that's it's uh, something that the nature of my work reminds me of, I would say, every day, where I do work with people um, and, and people many years older me, than me in some cases. And legacy is a big part of what we're talking about. And I see people living out their legacies. Uh, you know, I, I see people passing. I see just I see a lot of that. So it's always front and center to me, I would say, when the work that I'm doing um what is the legacy of all that? And so I've just because of that and because of the nature of what I enjoy doing, I have like a life plan I've put together. You know, when I'm no longer here one day, how do I want to be remembered by family or by friends or by clients or by whatever? And, it, and it's, it's having gone through that process and going through it every quarter or so and reminding myself of what that looks like that keeps the daily tasks that I'm engaging in very clear on is this uh, it doesn't have to be from the standpoint of everything that I'm doing has major significance and consequence, but it, it is very front and center to me on a daily basis. What's most important to me because of the exercise I've gone through of seeing how do I want to be remembered? What do I want to be able to accomplish when it is all said and done? So that's a huge part of the work I do and a huge part of the 
work I'll do that's non-career related, I would say. Fantastic. And finally, James, tell me if people want to get connected with you, what's the best way they can do that? So if they're listening to podcasts and love podcasts, the best way to do that is uh, look for the Ready for Retirement podcast. It's you know, wherever people listen to podcasts, it's there. Um, if they like consuming content via video, we're on YouTube. And the YouTube channel is Root Financial Partners. So R-O-O-T, like a tree root, Root Financial Partners. Um, and then my company website is rootfinancialpartners.com. So put a lot of stuff out there, very much like you do, Kevin, for to educate and teach and coach. Um, and then when people want to work with us or learn more about our services, they come to our website to do so. Fantastic, Tim. Well, I, I want to thank you for spending a few minutes with me, getting me ready for retirement at the ripe old age of 32 and <laughs> for your time, energy, and efforts on my behalf. It's most appreciated. All right, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun.